Greetings and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 24 of Duck Duck Dice. Duck Duck Dice is part of the Party Foul Games family, where we have fresh gaming content every week, and Clinton is going to tell you more about what we got cooking. I don't think we cook anything, but... Uh, yes, we do. Slow simmers every week. New idea for a show. Uh, yeah, we also have a podcast called Game Goose, where we talk about video games. Myself and Neil and Dan, two of my good buddies talk about video games uh like take a topic and then we take a deep dive into it and discuss it ad nauseum so you're all sick of hearing us talk about it and then we come back and do it again next week and then we come back and do it the week after that and then the week after that and if you didn't get it it's a weekly thing uh on tuesday (laughs) nights it's at 8 p.m if you're uh so inclined it's right here on this twitch channel or it's twitch.tv twitch.tv slash party file games thanks clinton uh next up danny is going to talk about some of the creators that we feature on the show we feature tons of awesome creators on this show uh using all of the resources they give us to give us the best D experience for our sound we featured creators such as tabletop audio and kevin mcleod and Will Sabino over at Music D20. You can check him out on Twitter. And fun fact, he just collaborated with one of the people we use maps from now that we stream an online as opposed to an in-table game. Uh, so that's neutral party art for maps. And we also use two-minute tabletop. So check out those resources for your games at home. Thank you, Danica. Cool. Uh, anything else before we jump into tonight's episode? long do i have to keep my like mute the audio for so i don't have to suffer through this <laughs> oh goodness we're all, goodness. We're all happy to be here we're happy to be here we're so I'm, excited i'm just dreading like the first 30 minutes or whatever however long this is gonna be and then i'll be happy after that <laughs> oh, oh god that, uh Una, yeah. Cliff, and clap are all excited to listen to this oh god <laughs> all right Good thing we're not putting anything up on a pedestal here. Um, All right, so let's get going. Um, So when we last left the Blessed, uh, they had just helped liberate the city of Marin's Gate from the stranglehold of the Three Spears Mercenary Mercenary Company, uh, who was at the behest of the trade houses of the city. Uh, assisting the Federation of Orin Wheel and their intrepid leader, Joe Debs, uh, in a successful both blockade of the city as well as several operations to protect the Fowl's interest and beat back the Three Spears threat, which culminated in the battle, what surely people will talk about as the battle for Marin's Gate in the streets against Joe Debs' rival, Hogarth. The battle was bloody. Many lives were lost. But maybe the future is a little bit brighter for Marin's Gate. And the blessed are rested up after that battle. 
have trounced about a bit the streets of Marin's Gate and now find themselves walking back to their wagon, which is just north of the city outside the gate. And it's a scene much like you guys have experienced before uh, with Scramity Finch and Darwin just sort of hanging outside a camp and the uh, and the familiar sight of Riley and a man known as Marcus um, who just wait patiently by their wagons for the blockade to allow them to enter with their goods so they can get on their way. What do you guys do? <laughs> You're in the camp. Now we can stick with this. So we head in south then in the morning? I think that's the plan. Yep, we're going to... Well, it is morning, right? Uh, yeah, it is morning on the 13th of Tilmere. I think, yeah, today is the day we head south and deliver Rare's letter and, uh, I don't know, see where our tides take us, I guess. Suppose if no one yeah. else has anything keeping us here, we could probably get ourselves ready to get hitched up and head out. I mean, it's I want to leave as soon us, as possible. Probably going to take us a little time to get some supplies, though, right? I mean, we have. So, uh, at this I, I, at this point, I would say, I mean, you guys had enough. The wagon was outfitted with enough um food and supplies for the journey to Marin's Gate. So you guys would need to go and buy some uh, you know, rations and horse feed and things like that. Well, Do we have to pick up the horses yet? Or did we get those already? You guys have the horses. Yeah, Lexi and I have them. Man, some of my audio's popping really bad. <clears throat> Well, uh, yeah, yeah we, I mean, we're, I figured that would be part of it. We have to head into town with the wagon. Might as well just be on our way here. I guess we load it up as we're going through. The shop should start opening up. Now I figure after we got the uh, blockade mostly lifted. I think uh, Is that right? Joe, Joe Debs will help us out with some supplies or anything since we helped him out. I mean, we have money, don't we? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of just got money. I suppose I could, you know, spend it on things other than books. I suppose. Well then, shall we be off then? I'm sure, I'll start, start hitching the horses. Up the horses. Yeah. I'll make sure the shell is nice and tightened down to the uh, top of the wagon. Make sure no halfling can run off with it. I'm How does check, Kyle look at all of this? I'm going to check and make sure the egg is still with Scramity Finch. Okay. Um, are you just asking about it or going and checking? Nope, I'm going to check it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you go and just kind of walk up to his little, uh, you know, carnival-looking wagon and open up the back hatch and sure enough, tucked in there, sort of sitting on um, a little nest of, like, you know, uh, rags and towels, all kind of dirt and everything, is sitting your giant griffin egg he says that i i haven't smashed it if, if i told myself if i didn't see it for a few days i might just smash it just in case something went wrong but i'm still planning on delivering it right you're to me you me to you do what you will with it after we're gone 
No, nah, no, I, I said I would. I said I'd deliver it, and I, I'll do that. Don't, don't endanger yourself over it or anything. Nah, I can handle myself, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous world out there. I'm sure, Brother Briar and, would be happy to take care ahead. of it, but uh, don't, uh, don't put yourself in any untoward danger to get it there. Duly noted. I looks like you're all. You're all packing up. Is the yes. blockade ended? It has, yes. Yesterday, the Fowl and the Three Spears came to a, an understanding, it seems. All right, then. Well, hopefully we'll be in town soon, and then I can get back to Horn Rock and retire. I will uh, hold my little cobalt hand out to him. Scramity, it's been interesting. That it has. That it has. But hope you have a... Uh, an easier journey along whatever path you're going than we did through the past there. Yes, I hope your retirement is rather less exciting than our uh, time together. Here's hoping. And I will turn heel and head back to helping Eret. All right. <clears throat> oh, um... Uh, I... I need a, a minute. I'll be right back. And I'll wander on over towards Marcus and Riley's wagon. All right. Uh, Marcus, noticing you approaching, has this um, a, uh, a bit of a sunkenness kind of to his demeanor upon seeing you guys kind of quickly come into camp and just as quickly begin kind of packing up. Um, his uh, feelings are very much written across his face as you approach. And his voice sort of... What? His voice sort of cracks uh, a little bit. Uh, Kyle? So you're all leaving then? Uh, yeah, it, it looks that way. Do you... Can you, like... Can we just like walk just a little, a little bit away, maybe from prying ears? And I'll like glance over at Scramity Finch, Riley, <laughs> and Ally. <laughs> All right. Um, he, he he says, "Yeah, I've... here, come with me." And he kind of takes you, um, sort of, basically walking up the side of the river, um, kind of further up. Um, there seems to be a small, like, animal trail through some of the, you know, uh, the shrubbery and, and, and flowering bushes, um, that he's had time to discover sitting here, um, for a few days. Um, and he walks you to kind of, um, an area by the side of the river, um, where it kind of dips down and almost kind of quiets a little bit before churning back up and racing down the way, but you're a fair, you know, a few hundred feet away from the uh, rest of the group. Hey, Marcus, do you do you ever think about leaving Hornrock? Like, more than just for a few days at a time? Hmm. To tell you the truth, I have. 
I can't exactly say that Hornrock is a great place to live. And unfortunately, I do think that potentially there are darker, darker days ahead for Hornrock. Being the old city that it is, old problems that it has, but I don't think leaving is um, something I've ever really seriously considered, frankly, because I think, well, I think my city needs me. Wow, that hits uh, a little deeper home than I, I thought your answer might. Why do you ask? Well, part of me, a big part of me, kind of feels like it would be nice to stay, but after the time we had in Hornrock, I can't see myself going back there. Yeah. Not for any stretch of time. Well, I suppose in a city like that, you can only, I guess, love it or long for it the way that I do because it's where I'm from. It's part of who I am. So I can certainly understand you, somebody who by reasons I still don't quite understand just found yourself in that city where will you all go next well the first thing we're gonna do is go south there's a temple that rare uh, a tiefling that we worked with while we were in Hornrock she asked us to deliver a letter and it concerns some of the darkness in Hornrock uh, I think. So hmm. we're going to take care of that first, and then, well, we all have different goals. Some people are looking for people and have not too much of a lead. Some people are looking for other things, answers, I suppose. But we're not entirely sure yet. It's a, it's a big world. I don't know. The temple first, and then wherever we go. I know it's a long shot, but you asked me if I would ever consider leaving Hornrock. Despite the um, perils that you face in that city, the loss of your friend, do you think you'd ever come back to Hornrock? Recently, I'm really loath to say that there's anything I would or wouldn't do. And I think that's the best answer I can give you there. But it does have a powerful draw. I'll just kind of give him a side-eyed smile. And he sort of just kind of like looks up and at the ground, kind of like trying not to smile, knowing, knowing exactly what you're talking about. Um, turning red in the face a little bit. He says, um, Kaya, Two times now, we found each other, despite being on separate journeys. And while I have no doubt that our paths will cross again, 
but separate journeys we do walk at least for now I will definitely be writing every time we stop well parting from you will be difficult but not not hearing from you again would just be downright painful we can't have that no well I guess I won't really know where to write you but I guess if you ever do settle down somewhere or find your place in one spot for more than a day or two um, let me know and I'll see what I can do and um, although I may be at a very far reach of the kingdom don't ever hesitate to ask for my help you all have without even me asking been well a literal lifesaver on more occasions than one and well I would like to return the favor in kind if I can even if it means crawling down a hellscape of mountains to get to you I think the wagon is probably ready to go by now. <laughs> I'll put my hand on his hand, though. I will miss you. And he will take your hand and sort of gently raise it up towards his face as if to kiss it and kind of gives you a look of for approval before doing so. A nod, a gesture, or something. Just close her eyes and give the most imperceptible nod. <laughs> and he just presses <laughs> your hand in a delicate way. You feeling the stubble of his chin along <laughs> the back of your hand. And uh, she'll turn super red and be like, "Well, it's time to. It's we have to. I think we have to. Uh huh." And. As you kind of go to turn, he just kind of grips your hand a little longer and kind of just kind of turns you around a little bit and says, It seems you're a bit of an enigma, Kyle, Kaya, in my life. <laughs> I don't quite understand why our paths crossed. I hope whatever path you do cross down, you'll be safe. You've got good friends with you. Lean on them. Maybe not Eric. I'm not sure about him, but just be safe. You too. And you leave Marcus standing in a bush by himself <laughs> at the edges of civilization as you make your way back to the encampment. I'm going to get to the wagon. I'm going to crawl inside. I'm going to open my bedroll, and I'm just going to put it on top of me. All right. And that's where I'll be for a few minutes. I think Kaya's ready to go. <laughs> she? I mean, I think so. She's in her bed and everything. 
Well then, let's go get some supplies and let's get out of here. Alright. I've spent enough time in the north. Alright. So, um, not fully, be not being able to go through the barricade like yourselves, but with special permission from Joe Debs, uh, your wagon is able to leave the other two north of the gate with the remaining passengers um well i guess some of the drivers went into the town but leaving darvin and scramity finch riley and marcus behind as they wave you on as you roll for the first time with your wagon into Marin's gate shell and all and the one thing that you can't seem to get out of your heads is the fact that these horses ain't got no names. <laughs> uh, what are you guys doing, though, as soon as you head into Marin's Gate? Looking for supplies? Yes. I believe so. All right. I will drive Clip and Clop to the supply <laughs> store. I was currently winning on names. So dumb. Clip and Clop. Where's my... What uh? What Marin's uh, gate suggestions did you have, Eric? If Clip and Clop are so dumb as you say, I don't have any suggestions. <laughs> so keep your criticisms to yourself. I mean, Man. when we find a druid, we can ask the horses personally what their names are. Just but put it on that. Sam. <laughs> <to name them>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys could, I guess. All right. So if you are looking for supplies. Um, the best place to buy provisions for the road, horse feed, feed for yourselves, all that good stuff would be a place called Pickleman's. Um, Pickleman's. Pickleman's. I mean, you could, what is that? And you put you chat. could check for pickles. Zach, what is the enigmatics? Oh, I was trying to type out Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> 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 Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, for the sake of, I mean, you guys just are looking to buy supplies, right? Yep. So whatever is in the, you know, player's handbook under 25 gold pieces, um, you could probably get at a place like Pickleman's. So, um, but just for ease, if all you guys are looking for is food, uh, copper, five copper piece a day um for feed per horse mm. and five silver pieces for rations per person uh yeah and actually it would be six copper pieces and six silver pieces a ration because of inflation from the blockade so yeah six copper pieces a day per horse for feed five silver pieces per, or six silver pieces per ration so 37.2 silver basically a day. Uh, so I'll just wait, what's that going to have to be? How long do you think There's we're going to be on the road? You. It's, it's, I mean, you guys will probably reach the temple. Um, let me pull up my, I made a map with hexes on it. We're going Ooh. to like craft your um, land so the horses can have some options after you get to a certain port. 
So each hex is about half day, I said. So is that right? Normal pace, two hexes. Yes. Okay. Um, so yeah, you guys will reach um, the temple. Uh, yeah, in about a half a day or so, probably by evening tonight. <clears throat> I'll just I'll just get ten days of food for everyone and the horses. Okay, so sixty silver pieces and sixty. No. 120 copper because you got two horses 60 and 60 uh don't buy Udo would make sure like to say like you don't put i don't need things like that oh yeah that's right so one less person but if i could have one i mean that's great <laughs> let's snack on it i'm sure someone's willing to share and obviously okay. you guys can buy better rations if you want to you know have better food that would just be the baseline rations. Or we could keep with our normal estimate already. That way, if we get waylaid in some way on the road, we're not at the last of our dregs on our supplies if we come rolling in late. My own small stockpile left, so I don't know. I don't know much about outfitting a wagon. I don't know much about these lands. Ally... Hmm? How how far is it to the next place we could supply ourselves? Well, depending on which way we're going, if we head towards Chastile, another few days beyond uh, Marin or whatever, if we go to Windhaven, it'd be a day. Uh, if you guys, so one, two, it'll be. Two days to Windhaven. <clears throat> um, let's see. One, two, three, four days to Spanifix. If we have ten days of rations for everyone, we will be fine. We should you can be able get to make to it to pretty anywhere. much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and if we ha like have some for spares, like that's fine. We'll just stock back up to ten the next place, and always be prepared for any. If we get like broken down and waylaid, you know, we'll have food for a while. Sounds good to me. So, not feeding Shyla or <laughs> Una. Una. Yes, it's... please feed me. Don't feed Una. <laughs> no. It's Peanut butter cups for days. Gold and two silver for ten days of rations. Right. Say that one more time. Five people, two horses. 26 gold and two silver. Four people. Four? Only four of us. Oh, yeah, you're right. Four. Knock another person off of that. So, 21. I was counting the DM for some reason. <laughs> sure. Got Got that sounds right. We'll Leave roll for math. For God. <laughs> roll, we're rolling for math. Crit. Crit. Natural 20. That sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> Spend some money. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How much silver do you want from us? Twenty-two a piece. It's all paid for. We're all good. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, would you guys like to buy anything else before you head off? Um, an abacus, perhaps. 
Uh, is someone marking that tuna? How much is it? Uh, an abacus is two gold pieces. Mm. Wow. If only it would make us better at doing math on the fly in real life. <laughs> I did good math. I just can't count. An abacus could help with that. I will look to see if there, like, as we're going through getting supplies, if there's any, like, like that ball and cup game or something like that to help kind of, like, amuse oneself while on the road. Uh, yeah, there's, um, I mean, you could buy a, a deck of cards, um, a set of dice. Um, it looks like he's got, a re- he's got a really beat up, um, loot that's kind of hanging from the uh the wall kind of covered in dust oh, missing a few strings that? are the dice fancy colors uh the dice are pretty simple almost kind of like uh look like, like they were made from the knuckle of a large animal um the 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 loot is missing a couple strings um it's sort of chipped and uh covered in dust any interesting illustrations to the uh playing deck uh, those have on them. They're almost like a like a, a kitchen and cooking themed set of cards. So they have like these little recipes on them and things like that. Uh, the you know little like whisks and spoons and knives and things like that are sort of ink drawn onto the uh, uh, the cards themselves. It's kind of weird. I don't think these are cool. I'm still Not hiding cards. in the wagon. <laughs> I really don't do any cooking myself, so... Well, they are playing cards. I mean, you can play games with them as well. I mean, I, don't really I know usually any games. I don't usually cook. Um, people usually just cook for me. Um, and I've seen people play cards. I've, like, played them once. Was it fun? I didn't understand all of the rules, but I think so. Do we have a lot Allie, for do you think the... Fun? Yes, oh, yeah, there's I... a... Go ahead. There is a lock. There's a lock on the, uh, the chest. Yeah. Yep. I'm not particularly fond of cards, No. Well, no one else really thinks it's super important. We can just leave it here. We can probably get cards somewhere else. I mean, if we get them in Hornrock, we can get them about anywhere. Yeah, I just figured since we were on the road now. But and probably best to just keep aware and alert of everything that might be coming up. And with that, I am done looking through the store, I guess. All right. You guys buy your supplies uh, from Pickleman's, which is in the uh, southwest part of Marin's Gate. Uh, and you are now free to uh, leave the city, should you so choose. Okay, we're out of here. Yeah. All, All right. around Prancer. What are their names? Click and Clack? Dancer and Prancer. Okay, or whatever they are that day. Um, So, giving your uh, two horses the go-ahead, 
the wagon of the blessed rolls out through the southern gate of Marin's Gate for the first time into the broader Fireswing Kingdom. Um, the area around you is still kind of somewhat rocky, um, and you can see um, ahead a little ways as it kind of slopes downward out to kind of a green horizon, but you're still very much kind of in a mountainous area with some shrubs and um, a few grasses and, and small trees and things like that. But the thing that really catches your eye is this line of probably three dozen wagons stretching down the pathway pulled off to the side. Um, it almost looks like a makeshift shanty town um, with tents and things like that pitched and tarps built off of the sides. The merchants and traders and things like that, I mean, have just, they've not been able to enter the city. So they have just stopped and formed a line uh, stretching for quite a ways outside of the city. Um, and as you kind of pass by the first few groups, there's sort of this like commotion, like, because they haven't heard anything from the city and you hear like the, the strike's broken, the strike must be broken. And, or, or like, no, they, they wouldn't have given up. They wouldn't have given up and all sorts of like, um, you know, shouting and yelling and, and, and people kind of running up to the gate. Um, this first sign of activity that they've seen from inside of the city, you know, rolling out near them, something must be happening. Um, and as uh, you all uh, kind of begin to roll out, there is a small halfling that about 50 feet away from you kind of like jumps in the road and he's wearing um, this kind of baggy, dirty purple shirt, um, got a, a blue sort of uh, waistcoat slash apron around his, his belly. Um, and he's kind of, yelling out and he's like oh hey excuse me excuse me if you're passing by why not stop for a great gift at phineas's trinkets tons of gadgets and gizmos for the curious minded little things to improve your life or dazzle a stranger cheap prices cheap prices as he's like saying to you as you're kind of like he's really trying to like get your attention over to his wagon i'm just gonna keep driving <laughs> okay does any, anyone want to stop? What? I mean, he's making a very compelling argument. I mean... Please, I, I, please, just something. Buy something. As he's kind of like running alongside your wagon. Whoa. I'll give you... <laughs> I'll stop the horses. <sighs> you'll, give us, you'll give us what? Good deals. Great deals. All right. What deals you can only get at Phineas's Trinkets. I'll pull the wagon off to the side of the... All right. So what kind of gizmos and gadgets of plenty do you have? Oh, all sorts of little things. Things to tantalize and, and dazzle the mind or kick off a great conversation with a stranger or an acquaintance or maybe a little something uh, that improves a small inconvenience in your life. Here, come to my wagon, please, please. And it's this like... It's like a purple covered wagon, hard side, kind of like Scramney Finches, um, with a large window on the side that he kind of scurries up the steps into and props it open. Um, there are little like chutes and chimneys and pipes and things like that, kind of like coming out from the top and snaking out of holes in the side of the wagon and emblazoned across the side is Phineas's trinkets in gold that almost seems to kind of sparkle on its own a little bit. 
Um, and he says, yeah, I, I've got all sorts of things here. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. And I'll uh, throw up in the Discord chat the list of things that he has. Um, or is there a way? Could I put this on roll 20 and then you can look at it? Would that yeah, if you put it probably. in there, I can. Okay, hold on a minute. And he I says, really looking forward to you, to you describing everything. What color is the wagon? Uh, it's purple and gold. Purple and gold. As he's kind of like shuffling through his stock and everything, it's like, we seem to have a traveling companion of ours who has quickly become bedridden. I don't know if there's anything you might have that could <laughs> help ease her troubles. I, I certainly have something that will put a, put a, a, a smile on her face, a, a nice little trinket of sorts. And uh, there you guys can see, um, hopefully. Can you read that? Is that going to? Yes. Let's see. That is. So all uh, he says now, n- normally I would charge a gold piece per each of these trinkets. But for you, nine silver pieces, a trinket. And you can see that he's got, um, uh, like, I'll just go through it. So there's a slim vase that keeps any flowers placed in it from wilting. There's a stein with dwarves carved into it that when it's filled with ale, they drink and dance. A salt shaker with an M, uh, a silver M on it, that never under or over seasons. A ring that changes color with your mood. A small jar of 20 toothpicks that never get soggy. A napkin that will wipe off your face for you while you eat. A coin that, when spun, won't stop spinning until touched. A self-threading needle. A self-guided coaster. An eye patch you can see through. A self-folding six-by-six picnic blanket. A stone that gets warm. A stone that gets cold. A small bent half-circle pipe that circulates water through it. A pin of a face that laughs at all your jokes. A ribbon that can form into animal shapes on command. And a five-pack of self-sealing envelopes. And he says, and if if you're interested in any of this and you maybe want to tell your friends and family, I do ship. And all of my items are, are detailed, detailed here in this 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 pamphlet. If you'd like to buy it, it's got all the things I sell. And also, um, I, well, it's self-published. It's called Your First Tinker. And, well, it can walk you through the process of magical tinkering to get little things to do what you want. And, well... I provide also my own story in there as well, because it is rather inspiring, I must say. Um, along with any, any of the things that... Yeah, I also do custom orders uh, for f- five gold pieces. I'll, 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 I can make you a, a magical trinket of your own making. Um, um, I, I just want the, the book. Yes, that. Can I have that? Uh, the, the pamphlet. The, the pamphlet. pamphlet? Yeah. Yes. So I have many copies. How many would you like? Um, I, I think it's just one we can share for now. Um, but if I, you know... If we can, we can shift that I might get more later for other people. But I just want to read it for now. All right, then. Here you go. That's two copper pieces. And he, he looks at Kaya. Are you you're out of the wagon, right? You got I'm out. still in the wagon, oh, but I'm now my my interest is now peaked, and I am half begrudgingly getting out of the wagon. And this coming is, to oh, I, I, she's got a curious mind about her. I can see her there poking out after this tantalizing display of of trinketry excellence my dear would you like a your first tinker pamphlet only two copper pieces um i already have uh, one i i think i would like one actually i think i would like one uh how how did you do did you create all of these things oh yes well a little you know 
flick of the wrist, a little spark of the arcane, and the world is your oyster, my darling. You can make anything happen. I uh, yes, I learned a little bit while I was uh, over on spent a time over on Gavafink Island, and the gnomes there taught me a thing or two. And well, I've made a business out of it, quite successful. Some of the most creative and high quality trinkets you'll find. What is this self-guided coaster? Like you put it on the table, and when, every time you pick up your drink and go to set it down, it slides underneath. And oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> the friend of the very drunk, for sure. The uh, salt shaker with the M. Uh huh. Is that the same stylized M as is on my butter knife and spoon? Yes, it is. Uh, where did where did you get the salt shaker? Oh, well, I, you know, I do all... Thrifting is a big part of my, you know, creative process. Scanning the, uh, you know, wares of, of many a diverse and exotic merchants. And, well, while I can't say exactly where I acquired that piece, um, it is a fine one, no doubt. You'll notice the little flourish on the M. Um, I polished it up really nicely. You should have seen it when I got it. I would say Spanifix. Maybe I got it in Spanifix. Where have you been? If you don't really know where this is from. Oh, I've been, I, I've been all over. All over. Uh, from all the way over in um, Anzibar to Marinsgate to, to Chastile, the five towns. I've crossed all over the Fire Swing Kingdom in my decades of trinketry. Uh, I'll take this uh, salt shaker then. All right, then. Like I said, a good price for my friends who slowed down. Uh, nine silver pieces, please. Uh, and while I have you all here, so has the barricade been broken or opened? Well, it looks like it should be opening very soon. Excellent. Good to hear. So the fowl did what they do. <laughs> you could uh, say that. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm just going to play with some of the items as yeah, I see them. Lex walks over to the uh, um, ribbon and just like, you know, just kind of like uh, waving around, yeah. see if it does anything. It's like, uh, a snake. And as you kind of wave it, um, it the, the, the ribbon sort of like curls upward and forms itself into almost kind of like a, a tubular shape, kind of rolling in over itself. Um, and from almost out of nowhere, this little bit of extra fabric kind of like flickers out from the mouth. Huh. Um, and everything, all this stuff has like, like he opened up the window and almost like a, uh, like a, a spring loaded tiered stair, like just kind of like this like box, like opened up and kind of displayed out in front of the cart. So he's kind of standing up in the big window over all of you handful, like his hands just filled with pamphlets um, as he's kind of excitedly pointing out all these things to you. The pipe? Oh, go ahead. Oh no! It's just it's it's just gonna be Lex calling out a bunch of different animals that are all <laughs> legless and long. <laughs> An eel, a An worm. Eel. <laughs> this thing's amazing. <laughs> uh, but for the bent pipe, the slide, yeah, something bent yeah. pipe. Does it like produce water? So it is. It's like a at siphon. first, it's only empty, and then he takes it. So it's like um like a half circle kind of pipe right so it's kind of shaped like this and he takes it and he fills it up with a pitcher of water and then the water just kind of runs 
through it. And he turns it upside down and it kind of runs through it. What I mean, what it's for? I mean, <laughs> you know, a cool desk knickknack, you know, a great centerpiece conversation starter for your next cocktail party. Could you, uh, you, could use you it wear as a it siphon, like a bracelet? Uh, I would say it's a little big for a bracelet. And even if you did, it would like fall like the water doesn't create a like it's not bonded to it. It's just flowing. Mm -hmm. So you can like, you know, wave your hand through it if you want. Uh, so the eye patch, does it actually look like an eye patch for everyone else, but you can just see through it? Or is it like just a yeah. clear? It is. A, a it is no, it's it's it is a um, it looks like a very a fine brown leather eye patch um, with very fine stitching along the, the edges. Um, but no, I mean, it looks like you're holding it here and you're like, I can't see through this. And you put it on over your eye and lo and behold, you can see through it. Does any of this stuff also give me like a weird like pins and needles feeling? Uh, I would say this stuff is like so it's almost it's almost like the the tiniest little static spark for you when you first touch it, but like barely even noticeable. Um, these things are just ordinary objects that just have this touch of magic to them that allow them to do the things that are described. And it seems like they all do the things that he tells you they do. Um. I will get, um, yeah, I'll just pay him, uh, I guess 36 silver and I'll grab four items. Okay. What are you taking? Um, I mean, I, I plan on sharing with the group in a bit. Well, Una's gonna hand off, uh, some funds, so nine silver for the Sloan vase that keeps any flower in it from wilting. Okay. If I can't have it, my normal plants at home, I suppose I'll just keep some in the wagon. He says, you, you, you know, I would say one to three flowers in there, depending. You know, you can't just, you can't put a vegetable garden in there and expect it to last, you know? No, just no, I know. Fine. I'll just have a few. What about like a cucumber? Uh, I don't think a cucumber is a flower, son. Does he know that? Does your friend know that a cucumber is not a flower? I'm not sure, sure flowers. Knows, but... <laughs> he says, oh, I'm just joshing you, son. <laughs> but I think this pin, and he kind of holds it up, and it's got this uh, just a very simply kind of. Um, it's a, a gold pin that has almost this um, like a black kind of raised outline in the shape of just two eyes and a, and a mouth. And um, he kind of just holds it up and says, um, well, you don't, uh, I, I, I can't replace your whole face, but how about this pin? And he's holding it and kind of put, holds it on your chest and it just starts going. <laughs> 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 gonna touch each of the items in turn and uh pause a little longer on the self-threading needle mm -hmm. before opening my very slim purse and getting out the two copper required to buy a pamphlet all right 
He says, yes, I, I came up with that. My my third ex-wife, she just she could never thread a needle, and it was the cause of many a strife in our home. So anyway, even that didn't save our marriage, but oh well. <laughs> it reminds me of my mother. I'm terrible at threading a needle, too. There's a reason I don't sew, and I'll laugh as I hand over the two copper for the pamphlet. Well? He kind of looks mm -hmm. at you, Kai, and he says, Well, what if I gave you that for eight silver pieces, hmm? Something that you could, uh, you know, show your mom a thing or two about sewing as well, hmm? Well, I don't think that's likely to happen anytime soon, and even that is a, a little rich for my blood today. Did you really, did you really teach yourself all of these things? Yes, I, I did. It's, um... Well, I, I laid out some of the key concepts in your first tinker, the the way that you have to, you know, think about um, magic, not necessarily as a um, as a as a broad concept or even a power, but more of a a, a problem, a, a sequence of things that must be happened or broken down or changed in order to manipulate objects uh, like I have. Careful studies required, but practice is all the more important thing. I'll I'll look at one of the items, uh, the ring, and I'll look in my hand and I'll cast Prestidigitation to make it appear in my hand for a moment, and then I'll make it disappear. I think, well, I know a little bit about practice, so and I'll wait the pamphlet. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It should be a very interesting read. You're, you're very welcome. Did you you put the ring back? Right? You didn't just make the ring like. Yeah, no, I didn't steal it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what'd you just describe exactly? Can we believe her? <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at that one. I made one in my hand. I made okay. that one disappear. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, and can I make, a, uh, make an arcana check? That was the key to stealing. It's just, you that know, is super confusing the DM. Uh, 22. 22. Um, even just kind of the way that he described it um sort of you're like huh i haven't really ever thought about it in that way and while you were kind of holding these things and studying them you sort of you're like it was kind of like an aha like like a thing that you didn't realize that you could do with magic you're like i could do that like that's yeah i understand this i'm gonna open right, the pamphlet so and like just like nose in book be reading it on my way into the wagon i'll bump into the wagon on my way up the stairs and then without taking my eyes off of the pamphlet walk up the stairs back into the and wagon. While, while you're holding it it looks like it's kind of this like very simply um like a uh it's got like a like a front and back and then one piece of paper in the middle and it's kind of bound with this thread along the the um the spine um spine even though it's you know just a few pieces of paper but it seems like as you flip through it, it's like more than that one page. Like it just kind of keeps like you turn a page and then like there's another one and another one, and another one. Um, it makes it going back a little bit hard because once you turn back, you're just right back to the front. So you got to flip back through to the page that you were on. Um, but there seems to be much more packed into these pamphlets than just what meets the eye. I'm going to pull out two gold pieces and take the, uh, Stein and the coaster, and tell him. Okay. Here, just 
keep the keep the extra for you. Ah, I think well. you've done us a great service. Oh well, I'm certainly glad to hear that. I was I was glad I was able to convince you. Make make sure you tell your friends. Can I give you a, can I give you a card? Um, sure, I'm. Yes, please. All right, and so he's got pamphlets. He's got cards. Um, and yeah, he gives you some some cards that uh, you they kind of they it looks blank on one side, and you flip it over, and it kind of like the, the the same sort of lettering, gold lettering that um, appears on the side of his wagon, sort of manifests itself um, before fading again, giving it this kind of dynamic on and off sort of look to them. He says, well, thank you. You've you you've bought me a few rounds at the mocking bottle, no doubt. Well, I think we best be on our way. It is a welcome diversion. Is there anything any of you guys need before we go? No, no. Thank you again for the pamphlet. I mean, I know I paid for it, so it's not like a really big thank you because we exchanged goods. <laughs> but thank you. I'll jump back up on the way. <laughs> Eric, did you buy the salt shaker? Yeah, and as okay. we're all leaving, I'm gonna also buy the needle. Okay. Cool. So, you all um, take your little trinkets and knickknacks and pamphlets and saddle back up on the wagon, rolling out uh, further away, I shot out of Marin's Gate. Um, and let's see here. Not that. That work. Um, so you all for um, a few hours kind of roll out. I would say an hour or two. Roll south along the well-traveled road, um, quickly leaving the long wagon train that waits outside the gates behind. Um. And it is amongst those the sort of rocky but slowly greening landscape that eventually the mountains along the uh, what would be your what would that be your east and west slowly come down as the road aggressively begins to slope and snake down. But your eyes are caught with this bursting of green in the hills below as these rolling hills marked with pocks of rocky crags and boulder-topped hills. Uh, you have all just entered the eastern range of the Fireswain Kingdom. And we'll take a short break right there and get back to the action momentarily. <laughs> Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. The blessed have just left Marin's Gate, gazing upon the vast greenness of the Eastern Range for the first time. The entire area, I would say, like I said, it's hilly, it's green, uh, tall grass, um, kind of... Um, Sort of like a moor for a long, like hilly with large rock outcroppings and things like that, that have sort of, you know, over centuries come down from the small valley that it sits in. Um, but there is a very clear road kind of winding down into the valley. Um, 
And I don't know from this distance. I don't know if you'd be able to see the crossroads. Maybe very far in the distance. You can see where the trail kind of meets up at the uh, bottom of the valley and then cuts off east. Um, but yeah, it is, I would say, a very striking sight for you all after going from the Halcyon Plateau to the very kind of tightly knit alleyways and uh, side streets of the humble Marin's Gate to now see a vast green country rolled out before you all. Well, this is a sight for sore eyes. It is nice to see some green again that isn't my own scales. I, this, this might, this is much greener than Horn Rock. This, this is greener than my room. It looks and nice. It can only get greener. It can? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen it in books, but... Hmm. It's beautiful. I've never seen anything like this either. I mean, so there was gonna... a forest we went through where we found Marcus. Yeah, that, was the that was just a little, little area. Four trees. Yeah, the four <laughs> trees. They made up the forest. <laughs> I can't wait to see places where there are more than four. I'm sure they exist. I've seen that in books, too. Oh, Kaya. Huh? Because uh, I noticed you weren't feeling super well when we first set out. I uh, grabbed a couple things from the uh, Tinker cart. Um, so I got this ring here that is supposed to tell people how you're feeling. So I thought maybe we could just like have you wear that. That way we know whether or not you're feeling bad and we can try and work from there. And then I got one of the cold and the hot rocks too so we knew when to use the correct one. So here that's you go. incredibly <laughs> thoughtful, Lex. That's, that's very very thoughtful. Well, I can't... I don't really want any of you guys to get sick, so... I mean, I'm not trying to be bossed or anything, but it probably helps if you actually try and use it so we know what's going on. <laughs> I'll look at the ring. <laughs> and, it's a, it, and it looks like a very, it's it's kind of a very simple um, almost uh, you know, bronzish uh, brass kind of looking ring. Um, it, it fits uh, your finger. A um, little big. Um, and it can... What color does it turn, Kaya? <laughs> I don't know. Does it come with a key for like what color it turns when you feel a certain how, way? How, how are you feeling and what color does it turn? <laughs> I don't think Lex would have grabbed another piece of paper to come with it. <laughs> it turns like kind of a muted gray blue. Well, that embarrassment. <laughs> No, embarrassment is like super green, very green. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but it doesn't look super warm, so I just put the hot rock on top of her head. <laughs> Hopefully this helps you. Just look at him, look at him like right in the face. You're very sweet. You know that? 
<laughs> Just kind of. <laughs> I hope you get feeling better, Kaya. Yeah, and and the rock is warm. Like it's it warms up when you need to. Like it's you know it's not like burning hot, but like yeah, it's a warm rock. <laughs> Be good on sore muscles, you know, bottoms of your feet after a long day, things like that. <laughs> I'm the only person who can create things that like have actual temperature. I can actually do that. Here I am. Here I am. You have the cold rock too, just in case. <laughs> I just like gather them all in the same ham and just like hold them to me and then get yeah. back in my bedroll and pull the blanket back over my head for a little while. All right. Yeah. And the cold rock's cold. Like, you know, I put it on put it, a bumper or bruise to help the swelling go down, you know? Oh, so when, uh, you put it in your drink and call it good. There you go. You could even do that, maybe. Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, it's probably. Um, uh, I was kind of picturing actually, like the size of like a, you know, a, a, a rock that you can fit in your hand, like a, a very, very small mouse kind of shaped, you know, rock. Oh, could you use it to, like cool your drink too? Like an egg <laughs> size. That'd be cool. I mean, it's not going to, like, you know, boil your drink. It's not going to, like, make your drink ice cold. But, like, yeah, it'll drop the temperature. Like, When I get under my blankets, I let go of both the hot and the cold rock. And just... Sorry, I don't know if I should have rolled a medicine check for any of that. (laughs) 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 It's a social awareness, right? This is insight. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we're not getting. We're not rolling high on that. Lex MD. You either have a cold or you're gonna die. <laughs> all right. So y'all just continuing to head down the road. It'll be, um, like I said, probably it'll be dark um, by the time you reach the bottom of or like your destination, uh, based off of what you're told, and again, based off what you can kind of see. Um, on the horizon a little bit. So I would say you guys probably got six hours or so between now and then. Um, you're sort the the road that you're on um, to the west, you're kind of riding an elevation there down, whereas it kind of slopes aggressively down to the east um, in the valley below. Say, Aaron, I Um, saw you buying some arrows. You have that knife. Why don't you use that? Oh, it doesn't have that much of a range. And I'll pull out, I'll throw it, and it goes about 20 feet and comes back. Well, do you mind if I use it? No, go ahead. I think I can get some use out of it rather than this sling. Fine. I sling a bullet off. 120 feet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Udo would ask if we aren't moving too fast. Um, I'm just gonna... Can I just walk beside, you know, the horses for a bit? Like in, like outside the cart? We go slow enough? Yeah, I mean... Or not. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. And it's just going to take a stroll. So how's this thing work, Eric? You 
Throw it. <laughs> and then it goes back to you. That's it? Yeah. No magic words? I mean... No. Any special hand motions? No, you just kind of spend a day with it, I think, and you're good. Damn it, I was hoping you wouldn't tell him that, and he would just... Again, <laughs> just heave it off the road. side. <laughs> Falls to the ground. This thing's broken, Eric. <laughs> On session 48. <laughs> session 48, it somehow comes falling back to us. <laughs> Alright, well, do you want to drive? I'm going to monkey around with this thing. Uh, I don't think you want me to drive. Oh, I'm sure you're fine. It can't be any harder than this knife. I hand him the reins. I mean, I can just lead him. I mean, I'm down here already. And I pat uh, Clip's mane. Like, we're good down here. We'll I'll, I already, I mean, I'll, I'll clip and clap when they want to stop because they'll probably want to get a snack sooner or later. Um, But uh, they would probably, like, do something to tell me when they want to do that because they shouldn't stop multiple times, even though they probably want to. Uh, but yeah, I, I can drive. You want All the right. then? You want to come up here? No, I'll stay right here. I'm confused. Who's driving? I'll just grab. And just she just, like, grabs on to, like, okay. the, the, like, basically the straps that are on the horses, just on one of them. It's like, yes, no, I have the, it. The, 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 the clotter hashers yeah. is the yeah. technical term for what you're you. grabbing. <laughs> Danny, the clotter hasher. It's canon. That's what the blinging the grabbers. It's what all the... Yeah. yeah. what connects right to the roping, right? And, and the wingus is... It dangles from there. Yeah. Yes. Um... All right, yes. So you gotta be grab- careful with your dangling wingus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you, you don't. Don't grab that. The whole thing will just will go. Really, truly, really, that's uh, how you get accidents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you grab the grab the clad hasher or whatever I said. Clotter. Clotter uh, hasher. Clotter hasher, and uh, make an animal handling check for me. Which I'm gonna have you guys start making some animal handling checks to drive the horses, like I should have this whole time. Thank but. God it's not me then. <laughs> uh, animal handling is not something that Una is proficient in. So it's a 13. 13. All right. Yeah. Um, you being, you know, on their level as far as size goes, it's easy for them to kind of keep pace and walk with you. And it, it makes sense to them. They're not being dragged by something. They're walking step by step with a f- similar sized creature. <laughs> and then, like, Una would like community, like, like, when you guys, like, you know, want to stop for a break like, we don't stop for like one today i mean like one for like a big snack if you want to like eat any of this grass just like you know give me a head shake and i'll ask and we can stop are you are you using speak with animals oh yeah they can always understand when she talks oh really is that yeah. a, is it a furbolg thing yeah they, she just can't understand them oh okay it's like a, um it's like a speech of beast and leaves yeah. yeah yeah oh nice I never re- I never realized that. That's pretty neat. Oops. You learn something new every day. Hooray for a bulgs. <laughs> if only she could understand them. Oh, oh yeah. That's cool. Um yeah, and they just kinda like you know, make noises. Like, well, we Happy can't stop now. Noises. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, as you hold on to the clatter hasher, clatter hasher. <laughs> um, all right. So as Una leads the uh, the horses and Ally just holds on to the <laughs> a knife for a while. Um, I'm going anyone up else? Into the snail shell. Okay. Anyone else doing anything? I'll probably just be sitting in the back of the cart, just kind of watching the road as it passes away from us. I will eventually take the covers off of my head and get out some reading material. Okay. I have plenty of it at this point. <laughs> All right. Remind me to, we should talk about your reading material and what you can do if you're reading lots of materials. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, that goes for anybody. If anybody wants to obviously do any kind of like skill building, you know, during downtime or travel time, whether that's reading or practicing sewing or crocheting or something, I don't know. Um, let me know and we can figure out how to make that happen in a way that's not just flavor text. All right. So you plot on through the rest of the day, um, eventually making your way down into the um, uh, sort of, you know, valley of, of lush green and dark mountain stones with moss and grass and small flowers growing off of them. And you can see even out in the distance um, before the, you know, the night takes away the last bits of light that there are indeed wildflowers and all sorts of different, you know, lush colors and um, no big trees or anything like that in the, the area. Um, a few uh, smaller ones here and there, but just a, a rolling rocky grush grush that was green and lush combined a grush landscape. Um, when you eventually come to uh, a fork in the road that goes west and south uh and as you approach um you can see a uh and it's about i'd probably say actually i'm dark yet probably seven o'clock or so by the time you reach the uh yeah by the time you reach the fork and there is a small maybe 13 foot tall or so kind of um wooden tower with kind of a wider base um, pretty sturdy build looking, um, you know, not fancy or anything like that. Um, and you can see a single, uh, shadow kind of standing at the top of it. Uh, and there is a, Ooh, there's a flag flying, but I don't remember. It's the fire swing kingdom flag. I don't know what's on it. Cause I can't remember where I put that, but I'll find out what was on it and update it later. Um, <laughs> But it appears a an outpost um, at this crossroads, which um, Marin's Gate and and from the map that you all know, um, you guys are. I mean, other than Marin's Gate, uh, you know, there's not more civilization around for at least two days, so you're pretty much in the middle of nowhere. And uh, as you approach the turn, I assume you guys are following the directions that you're going and, and heading east towards where you were told the temple was, right? West? Oh, west. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. 
you know, Una would sort of slow down until someone, you know, directed her to go to the west. Okay. And actually, um, Una, you are the, uh, there's a door that opens um, from the bottom of this small tower outpost uh, and a soldier approaches. Um, unlike one, and this is, I don't even know what color he's wearing because I don't know where the Fire Swain stuff is. It is a Fire Swain Kingdom soldier. Not that you would know what one looks like, um, but it it is a soldier um, with a breastplate and chainmail, um, a shield at his side, and a spear um, sort of um, rested by his hip. The shield's probably actually not on him, um, but he approaches and kind of holds up his hand like for you to stop sort of thing as you kind of round that bend bend going in front of the tower itself. It's just, hey, we'll, we'll sit on the horses. Like, um, okay. Hi. And he just kind of looks up, kind of like taking a step back for a moment. Like, oh gosh, like, oh, hail uh, traveler. You coming um, down from Marin's gate? Yes. Any news to report? Um, and Una looks back at Eret. Um, <laughs> Uh, there might not be a strike soon? There might not be a strike soon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, all right, so there's, the barricade has been lifted then, or will be ending soon? I believe so, yes. And what day is it? I don't want to give you the wrong information, but I mean, I think so. What day is it? It's the 13th. And he, turns back to the outpost and yells up to the guys like strikes over Barry. It's the 13th. I win the pool. I won the pot. I called it 13th of Tilmere. <laughs> I mean, and, I'm not saying for sure, but I mean, I yes, guess we're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. So where are you heading now? What's your cargo? Looks strange. A giant shell. I mean, our cargo is us. Just traveling then. Yeah. All right. Well, be careful out there. The roads are much more dangerous than they used to be. Just three of us at the tower here. No, no, no griffins. No griffins. Um, Knolls to the south of here, ogres to the west of here seem Mm. to be the main issues. Normally there there are three or 20 of us at our outposts here, out on patrols at various times. Sadly, there are only three, so I'm afraid you venture at your own peril through the regions of the Tribreeze Valley and the Eastern Range. There are more outposts, but our numbers are very thin. Um, I don't want to pry or anything. I mean, maybe it's for like normal reasons or something. Uh, but why is there only three instead of twenty? Uh, well, most of the soldiers are across the kingdom and called to Chastile. To fight against the, um, well, to protect the city against, uh, from what I've heard, is a very serious growing orc threat. Oh, no, yeah, I've heard of that. Um, yep, yeah, again, sorry, I asked, but yeah. No, it's fine. I'm just letting you know. It's very much travel at your own risk here. Okay, I mean, we'll be careful. Uh, yeah, we won't, like, you know, need your help or anything. So you can, you know, stay here and not get hurt or reduce your numbers anymore so stay safe um we should go any news from the south oh how far south uh you know pretty far south 
Like the, ter- effects? the territories? Yeah. Well, we heard uh, Waterworld Woodlands got attacked by the Tenebris clans. Not sure why. But it looks like um, we may have two wars on the horizon. Well, that's unfortunate. Thanks. That it is. Where do you you're heading west? It seems. Whereabouts? Uh, is there a monastery that way or something? Monastery. No monastery. There's a temple. Oh sure. That. To Gringaris. Boat only about an hour or so away from here. Due west. Yeah, we'll probably stop there for the night or something. There's a small patch of trees just uh, north off the road. Like I said, about an hour from here. It's a small building, easy to miss, especially in the dark. So be on the lookout for it. Yeah, we have uh, some fellow travelers that can see in the dark, so we'll probably be fine. All right. Before we head on, what sorts of things kind of prowl around here that, that we might need to be watching out for? Well, like I said, the, there are knolls to the south of here, throughout the eastern range, just uh, especially between here and the uh, Burundo lowlands. There have been, from what I understand, a fairly sizable pack uh, roaming about. And to the uh, west of here, through the Tribreeze Valley, it seems that ogres have uh, come up from whoever the, the hell it is they come from and started to um well pillage whatever they can along the road greedy bastards and we just don't have the numbers to take them on um like not like we used to we used to be able to at least keep them away from the road further out into the wilderness but now it seems that even the roads themselves aren't as safe as they used to be well at least we know now and obviously with fewer soldiers on the road there's more likely to be bandits as well so like i said Travel with extreme caution through here. Um, if you are not the type with, I would say, strong capabilities and fortitude, I would advise potentially staying in Marin's Gate or at least getting into a city as fast as you can because there's not a lot of soldiers out here to protect folk. How long have I been attuning to this knife? Like six hours. Five hours. Long? Okay, so it's attuned now. Yeah. Bummer. No, I was going to throw it out of the shell and just say, it's like... <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Well, yeah, flashback. You totally were doing that. Like, the whole time. Just like, the boy was just coming out, kind of arcing above the, the wagon a little bit, and then flying back down into the <laughs> the shell. <laughs> kind of kicked back in a hammock style. <laughs> just chucking a boomerang. Because that's what people do. Uh, it's like <laughs> yeah, sitting a... Sitting a... <laughs> And a hammock and, a hammock and throw boomerangs. Boomerang. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's normal Saturday. Apple pie and ice cream, you know? <laughs> it's classic. Classic combination. I would love to believe that the shell has like a completely finished interior by this point. <laughs> <laughs> I should have bought that self folding picnic blanket for up in there. Yeah, that would be great. We can order it. Yeah, you can order it. You can order it. You can order it. I'll order some of the self sealing envelopes so we can make more orders in the future too <laughs> yeah all right um yeah so that's, that's what the the soldier tells you all right well supposed to make it on our way 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, can we go oh. now? Possibly. Certainly. You didn't see anything. No. No problems on your way down from Marin's Gate. Mm, nope. Just a no. bunch of uh, peddlers trying to sell their stuff outside of Marin's Gate. Makes sense. Makes sense. Got to remind Barry that I won the pot. All right. Well. Safe travels, citizens. Good luck out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. To you and as well. Just, just Dana, that way. Okay. And let's start moving the horses that way. All right. To the west. I just do a quick salute to the soldier, too, and just get back on the cart. He gives you a... <laughs> I don't know what kind of salute they do. <laughs> the twirling one. It's okay. I don't know what salute I do either. That's what they do. The traditional fire swain salute. Oh, <laughs> traditional forehead scissors. <laughs> the fire swain kingdom. And the higher your rank, the more fingers you put up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, the general of the legions gets two hands. <laughs> Poor general's wife. Uh, <laughs> that's canon too now. <laughs> Mark the oh, canon in, the, happening. in the random yes. random things we should remember. <laughs> oh no! Uh, the, or just their support and also just put their hand up to salute for the uh, general. Uh, all right. So As we continue. Walk yes. away. I'll just like lean my head out of the wagon towards Una and be like. Hey! Uh, yeah? You did a great job. Like, you know, like leaving them, or? Like talking to people. I think your book is paying off. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm still very concerned that, you know, I'm different than them, and they probably will know that in their brain, and that if anyone comes out from Hornrod, that they might ask them if they've seen anybody like me, and they'll say that, you know, they saw somebody like me, and then they'll follow right after but I think that talking to them went very well. Well, we're like six days from Horn Rock, first of all. So it'd be a while before anybody came this way. And That's anyway, really I think you did a great job. You did Thank feel you. to greet them, though, so there's that. It, well, it was sudden. They just came out of a door and then started asking questions. And yeah. That was their job, I think. Well, I'll just like give a side glance to Eric. Be nice. I'll, 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 I'll greet next time. Yep, I promise. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Then I'll get easier to talk to. All right. So anything else before you all? Um, and, and it is now, um, by the time you reach, it will be, I guess, Una, you can see in front of you, so that's not a problem. Um so you continue to head west um and you can begin to hear the sounds of a river some ways up ahead um which you knew the uh temple was nestled kind of somewhere in between the river and the road um and you can see far off in the in the kind of last waning moments of daylight, a small outcropping of, of trees, half a dozen or so kind of in a semicircle around a small stone structure, uh, with a very, just kind of a footpath leading off of the main road 
which is a well-maintained road, by the way. Lots of road funding in the Fire Swing Kingdom. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just dirt, but it's a it's a good dirt road. Um, As it gets dark, I will come out yeah. of my shell. <laughs> okay. I will go into the shell. <laughs> Do you think we ought to stop for the night before but we go to the temple? To the temple, we might as well push on through there. Yeah, we'll yeah. probably be safer there than just here on the side of the road. Maybe I'm not sure. I don't know what awaits us there. Well, Did it's a temple to Grangaris. To? I mean, they're not going to eat us or anything. And I give her a pointed look. No, that's not what I mean at all. I mean, do they do they welcome visitors? Like, are there like visiting hours or something? What do I, I know, know about Grangaris? Make a religion in? check. Religion check. Uh, 19 plus skills, religion, 21. 21. Um, the Temple of Grangaris, the god of light, um, is a fairly, um, widely worshipped god as sort of a, um, somebody that you generally want to a, a, a deity that you generally want to appeal to um throughout your life just for all sorts of moments you know light to break out the darkness um light as in a, a creative spark um and a lot of their followers and priests um tend to uh focus really on building up the temples in really kind of like major cities um, and really focus a lot of their works around maintaining the temples, having it being, be an open place. Um, and the religious order itself is actually somewhat insular in a lot of ways. Like they create a space for people to come in and worship, but from your knowledge, they don't do a whole lot of like outreach. Um, in fact, the whole fact of the, the whole running into some acolytes of the temple of Grangaris I think upon now thinking about it, Ally would sort of be like, huh, that's kind of kind of unique. Never heard of that before. I mean, they're not the most, uh, I don't know, outgoing folks, but they're not going to be ones to turn us away either, especially as it's getting on towards dark. Can't hear you. You're right. I said, well, you would know better than me. Let's look for refuge at the temple, then. And besides, All right. that man said there are bandits about. If they eat us. Wait, bandits eat people? Some do. That sounds awful. I can't imagine a person eating another person. Yes, I'm that sure said, you can't. <laughs> That said, I'm not truly that worried about bandits. I can't imagine they're much worse than griffins. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we won't, we won't find out. So, Luna has a point. We should continue on. And uh, while I'm like leaned out the wagon, I will cast prestidigitation on the lanterns that hang off of the front, and I'll light the front of our wagon so right. that the people out front can see. All right. So you begin to approach the 
uh, temple, which is it is a small sort of dome shaped kind of like almost like a pavilion made of stone. Um, there's a small cottage and barn uh, you can see kind of near the back. Um, and there is a just a kind of a simple but large wooden door on the front with what looks like a latch that kind of raises up to open it. And it is unlocked. Is it unlatched? No, it's it's shut, but the door, the front door is not locked. Is there a place huh? to like park the horses or? Uh, not really like a natural hitching post or anything like that. Um, but there are, there is like a, a nearby tree that you could throw some rope around. Um, and we'll, we'll take them over there and go, well, I mean, I'm going to just tie you here, like just in case, but I mean, it's not like to make you stay here. Like if you really want to go, I mean, just make some noise and like I can untie it or anything. It's just so no one steals you, uh, to give you like a little bit more effort to get you like away. Um, but yeah, just stay here and um, like I'll come back just in case. Make an animal handling check with advantage, Una. Uh, that's going to be a 15. 15. Ooh. Again, a happy horse noise. Um, yeah. As you take the spang dangler and tie it around the tree. Um. Are there any other animal sounds or any noises from the forest that we can hear? It's not really a forest. It's more um, a small grouping of trees sort of in um, amongst kind of uh, a few hills. Four trees? It's six. Six trees. <laughs> but no no birds or anything or... Make a perception check. Hooray. Uh, I can kind of perceive things. Oh, uh, oh, and you're listening, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a 16. 16. Uh, you begin to hear, I mean, kind of all around you, the sound of, you know, the night bugs beginning their, um, symphony. Okay. But nothing out of the ordinary. I'm gonna jump I mean, off. I, guess, I guess nighttime insects for you would be somewhat ordinary, and it's actually probably a little little off-putting for you lex like i mean if you think about like the noise that insects make at night that's like starting to come and rise this rising sound sort of from everywhere i just kind of uh shake it off of us i step down from the cart and um just kind of yeah shrug it off and keep moving see if i can get everyone else situated all right are you all hiding inside the temple? And oh. Yes, open the door. Uh, right. I'm going to take a few minutes before we go in the door, and I'm going to get my book out, and I'm going to cast Alarm by the horses. Okay. Uh, muttering to Una, like, if you could just let them know that this is just going to help keep them safer, I don't think they can understand me. But if they can understand you, this is just for them. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll let them know, and I'll, like, I'll point out, like, so if you go past here, it'll make a really loud sound, because we don't want anyone to come up to you, so I wouldn't do that, um, unless, like, there's danger or something, then you should cross the line and make a really loud sound, um, but remember, dangerous things that will eat you, and not just random things, please, um, but yeah, it's for you. Everywhere. 
there. <laughs> Jokes on okay, us. Mis- horses that like to do what we tell them not to do. Oh, I would have grabbed the note too out of the chest. Okay. Or wherever it was, I guess. Yeah, I probably there somewhere safe. All right. So heading in, um, the sort of dark that is overtaking the area um, opens up to a bit of a warm glow as the you step in to a sort of half bowl room with stone kind of seating carved uh, into the sides that slants that uh, goes down um, to a larger platform. Uh, there is an old woman um, hunched over kind of an arched back uh, with a neat gray bun up on the top of her head. And she's just got this very long brass candle lighter and she's lighting all of these different candles um, in this, um, I don't know, what's it like almost kind of, what's the word for that? I said like a half a bowl kind of thing. Um, almost like one of those uh, old medical examining halls. And, but the thing that really catches your eye is the massive stained glass window along the northern part of the temple. It takes up the entire side from roof to ceiling and all sorts of dazzling array of colors. Um, but there is this light emanating from behind it as if there is just a mid-morning kind of peering through it giving it this strange kind of daylight almost um, throughout the entire space. And um, any uh, everyone roll perception or uh, religion. Um, Ally, you had already, you rolled really high on this, so you'd know this already, but roll a religion check for me. So it's like, the, are the candles like pointless? Like it's bright enough where it's the candles kinda, really I mean, it kind of is. Like it definitely, it's not for the light. That's for sure. Um, so Uno's at a non-natural 20 okay this is the god that no I take it back I was going to ask if it's the god that Bless had but it is not it is not Um, 19 7 Eret what's your roll 14 14 alright everyone but Lex you would know that a symbol often associated with Grangaris is um, stained glass in many forms. Um, it's common in temples. It's common within certain rites and um, uh, ceremonies and things like that. And followers of Grangaris, even just you know casual civilian types, will often have small tokens or frames or things like that with stained glass in it in order to represent their um you know devotion or their prayers to him and yes you enter and this old woman is just kind of at the bottom down probably 30 or 40 feet away from you all at the bottom of this with her back to you just sort of lighting all these little candles excuse me ma'am ma'am Yes. This- and she kind of turns and looks at you and you see this like old wrinkled face. Her her eyes, you know, so small and, and wrinkled that it's it doesn't even look like her eyes are open. 
but she kind of turns and looks at you. Is this the temper of Herman Dips and Rare? Yes, it is. Um, you you took a bit longer than expected. And she kind of goes back and starts lighting the candles and says, I believe you have something for me? Yes, I have a, a scroll here from Rare. Yes, all, all, and she's just continuing to light these, this kind of menagerie of candles all around the, the bottom of this temple. And she says, yes, all five of you, please come down, bring it to me. And I, I mean, I'm not lead the way. Uno is um, very uncomfortable in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, hi. So I'll go down. So Ally, you walk down. What about everyone else? Ally. Everyone go down. Luna would be like the last one down, slowly following behind. I'll uh, wait for Una, and I'll just give her a re-encouraging, re-encouraging, an encouraging smile <laughs> as we go down. Reassure and re and oh my god, encourage. <laughs> you make happy face at her, and, <laughs> <laughs> and your mood ring turns green, a dark green. <laughs> I make face that says good, not bad. And yes. go down. And uh, as you all approach the bottom, she sets down. She kind of snuffs out the uh, the uh, candle lighter stick, um, almost just like with a snap. It just kind of goes out. And she turns to you all, still holding the stick, kind of leaning on it, um, almost like a walking cane. And her hunched back, she says. May I see it, please? I hand it to her. She pops the seal open and just holds it, holding it like right up to her face. She's just like, yep, 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 yes, okay. Is there enough light coming through it that we can like see what was written? It's, I mean, it's, um, I would say not through the paper necessarily, um, but you can, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, as if it were there were daylight coming in here. Um, and she says, mm, just as I thought, she looks up at you all and she says, I've, I've been watching you. What should I say? People have been watching for me in a way. What do you mean by that? And then she just kind of. <laughs> Holds up a, 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 a you know wrinkly old bony finger, and the the paper kind of starts shaking her hand. She goes, "Bursting from a barren land, five pillars of light shall pierce the shadow made flesh." And you, for the first time, you can kind of see her eyes as she's like, she says. Have you all heard such words before? Have I? <laughs> no. Nope. None of you have heard this. Um, no, no. I believe those words have something to do with you all. Are you sure? I mean... Says you have a note in your possession, do you not? Something that was dark and black? 
I mean, I don't know. Just gonna slowly <laughs> reach into my bag while Ally is looking at me and get it out. Says, "Good, good, yes. Hurry along, yes." And she, you give it to her. Yeah, I'd okay. start slowly reaching out towards her. She takes it and she holds it. She kind of pulls it. She almost just like pulls your hand forward while you're still holding on to it, up to her face. Says, mm-hmm. "It's just as I thought. Just as I thought." kind of gives it back she says so what do you make of this piece of paper well I was hoping that you could make more of it than we could I could fold it it up and make it into a crane that you could however it would not change (laughs) what I said, too bad I don't have that pin. I should have got that Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so glad you didn't. <laughs> she says, you may fold it up however you like. Its meaning and what it means has transpired doesn't change. I believe you're all here for a reason. I believe you were all here. I believe you all are here to hear something from me. And I thought we but, were here to deliver a message. Yes. Well, not all actions have, let's say, the most visible outcome. However, if I tell you what I believe it is you are here to hear. You will not be able to unhear it. And knowing it, well, it may carry a heavy burden and possibly a danger to you all. But I believe you are here because you are meant to hear it. So what is it? She I'm says, not scared to hear it either. All knowledge comes with some price. She says, follow me. And you she can't just tell us. And she says, patience, Eret, patience. She even knows your name. And <laughs> it seems very walk, dangerous. And walks around the menagerie of candles towards the stained glass window. I bet um, she even knows your last name. Should we should we leave? This seems like not good for us. I'm kind of curious now. I have to know what it means. I don't know. I I don't know what kind of information could be so dangerous that it could well be dangerous. All information is dangerous in the right hands <clears throat> or the well, wrong uh, hands. We'll slowly walk over to her as we're whispering in this conversation. And she just walks straight through the stained glass. Um, There is a large sort of maybe three by six piece of this jagged red uh, stained glass that she just just walks straight through. I will follow. I try to like tap on the glass and 
Your fing- your hand just goes right through it. I'll yep, continue I on. Well. I give Una's hand a, a little squeeze before I go through it as well. Una, you're about to bump your head on the top. Do you duck down? Well, Una's gonna look back like at the door, like, the, like oh, the horse that didn't tell where I was going, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll duck down and go in. All right. So as you all sort of walk through. It feels like you took a long jump. Like that one step through this glass was somehow longer and drawn out, but still sudden, like a single step. Very out of body sort of feeling moment. And you are in this short ceilinged, fairly dark sandstone looking hewn room with these large pillars that come out about halfway from the walls and making up the entire surrounding walls of this small room is this swirling blue and white energy that seems to give off a faint light as you see the short hunchbacked woman approaching a pedestal with a glass orb on it. And does this energy she, seem familiar? Um no. It doesn't. Right. Did the sensation of going through the glass seem familiar to me? I would say there was definitely like in the pit of your stomach you kind of felt something somewhat similar. Yeah. Is um, Lex, I was just going to ask, is Lex yeah. feeling pained at all? Um, I would say being in this room, you can definitely sense the energy. It's kind of a, almost like a, oh, another transition from the light or from the, the noise of the insects. It kind of has that same, not a drowning out sensation. I mean, you're fully aware of what's going on, but there's this constant hum that you can feel sort of in your bones from this, these walls of energy that surround this room. And as you all pass through, you look behind you and it is the same whirling blue energy. There's no door. You are in this room that where it actually holds space, where it actually exists is not quite clear to you. And the woman kind of turns and looks and she says my name is Helena and I am one of the last of the Lucent that's Lucent L-U-C-E-N-T have you ever heard of the Lucent no I haven't Um, no rhetorical question she goes I knew that was the answer I was being rhetorical I knew you weren't well you see I suppose I should start from well the beginning and the beginning of this world was well chaotic but the first order that was established on this plane was not one of peace. And 
from there, I'm going to have Helena tell you a story. So, after the Arcane Flood, which many believe that this thing called the Arcane Flood was the beginning of existence, there was chaos and raw arcane energy and elemental winds raging and spreading throughout existence. But eventually, order began to take shape in the form of the gods of the Divine Ark, who began to sort of get control over their own dominions. But in all of that chaos during the dawn of existence, a being of pure darkness and death eked out from the corners of reality and tricked the god Gringaris, the god of light, into a brief union. And their union formed a terrible being of incredible power. That was when the Shadow Sun walked the prime material plane. For eons, the Shadow Sun and this dark being that had tricked Grangaris ruled over life and death on the material plane, blocking the gods from fully taking control. Uh, let's see, there's something else I'm missing. Um, it was a very dark time for all life on the material plane. And for eons, this rule with the Shadow Sun went unchecked. However, there was a resistance that was waged against the Shadow Sun and the Dark Being. And in the last moment of hope, the gods of the Divine Ark rallied the early mortals of the plane and united in an existence-shaking battle where at a final climactic moment, the mortals managed to trap the Shadow Sun with an ancient magic that held him in an eternal slumber somewhere on the material plane. For its treachery, the dark being was cast into the far corners of existence creating a, the land known as the Shadowfell in the process. And this is where Helena says, and that is where the Lucent come into play. We are a bit of a small faction of the Order of Grand Garrus who sought to retain the knowledge of the Shadow Sun in our memories and in our work, so as to keep a watchful eye on the planes for any attempts to awake him. And she kind of gives a heavy sigh, and she says, the reason our numbers are where they are now is because long ago, it was decided by the Yindir Arcanum, which everyone roll a religion check for me. 
15. 16. 19. 1. 19. <laughs> Everyone but Lex. Um, two. The, two. the, <laughs> the Yindir Arcanum um, is essentially the um, sort of like the uh, the Mage's Council of the Fireswain Kingdom. The sort of research and study as well as power um, of magic and the study of it. She says, the Yindir Arcanum, well, they thought all lore and legend of that time be, well, wiped out long ago. Tomes and stories were locked away, destroyed or died over centuries. The Yindir Arcanum believed if the truth of that time in existence died, then so would the means to awaken the Shadow Sun. But our order, the Lucent, we have persevered in our knowledge of this, of the truth of these lands. We have kept a watchful eye on the world to look for the potential second coming of this Shadow Sun. And bursting from a barren land, Five pillars of light, and she kind of counts each of you as she says this. Five pillars of light shall pierce the shadow made flesh. I believe, given what you have discovered, given that where you are from, and given how you got here, that you may be those five pillars of light that are meant to pierce the flesh of this shadow sun. So, are you all happy you followed me in through the stained glass still? Do, do we have to do that? Are we, it's, it, that's, I mean, if, God's that powerful agent in his creation. How are we supposed to deal with it? Well, as far as we know, the Shadow Sun still sleeps. For if he was awakened, a new era of darkness would already be unfolding across the lands. But this, or that note, mentioning the dark one that you found, I believe that is the doing of the Umbral Order. It is that order, a group of denizens of the Shadowfell that seek to bring about the reawakening of their godlike prince. If that note is here, well, then it means the Umbral Order is here, and I don't believe they would be here if they did not think that the knowledge of how to awaken their patron did not exist. Do you know what it means? 
what it means about Windhaven, where the light died in that city. Well, from what I know about Windhaven, and I haven't heard much in a long time, I would assume that would mean the old temple of Grengaris there. Seems like a fitting place for a meeting of denizens such as this. I realize the burden that I've just laid on you. But I've dedicated my life, as have many others, to keeping a watch for these signs. And while I've seen many things in my time, I'm sure that this indeed is a sign. This sounds like... This sounds like some kind of battle over the course of ages. I don't understand how we're supposed to make some kind of difference. Well... In an impending darkness, one that I believe is coming, I'm not going to question the beacon of light that I see breaking through. I understand that what I've laid out is big, big beyond any of you. However, can't deny the signs in front of me. What? And I do believe you all five do-gooders who saved a soldier, saved a town, took down a two towns. Thank you, ally. We don't want our accomplishments diminished, you know. Certainly not. They have been many. And from that barren wasteland, you have emerged with a note that tells us that the Umbral Order may indeed be here. Which means a lot of things. Things that are in motion may not be be what we think they are. And we may be experiencing more chaos on the horizon as they seek an opportunity to establish a new order or perhaps soften the resistance against their now slumbering prince. So what do you think would happen? What does the Lucent, I guess, think would happen if... The Dark Sun was awakened. Well, the Dark Sun is a... a force of both godlike power and vengeful darkness. He ruled over these lands with impunity for longer than we can comprehend. He was forcefully put down, and the dark being that helped spawn him cast into the Shadowfell. 
if he were to awaken, it would be bridled misery and darkness. And even if we don't get to that point, the fact that the Umbral Order is here, well, like I said, they will be looking for their opportunities and they will be looking for a way to raise their Dark Prince. Well, we were looking for direction. Well, maybe I've given you some. Do you think the two wars that are going on right now are due to the Umbral Order's influence? That I can't say. My vision, and she puts her hand on this glass orb on the pedestal, and she says, it has been, been much, been lessened much over the years. And, well, the vision of the Lucent does not stretch as far as it used to. And while I have kept an eye on my fellow members and they have kept their eyes out, this, this news from Hornrock, this news from the Halcyon Plateau was the first we'd really heard of anything moving. And you tell me that this was, well, I'm told that this was acquired through some sort of shapeshifters, yes, that had this note? Yes, that is, yeah. A pair of them. Yes, well, with whatever scheme or plotting the Umbral Order has cooking up, certainly they would have been powerful allies in their efforts. That means they're recruiting as well. Do you think, since this is the first we've heard, we may have caught this in its infancy? Let's drink hard and fast and we might be able to prevent calamity? Perhaps. Perhaps. This, um, how far along or infant this dark plan may be, I cannot know. I was just looking for a sign. I was just looking for a sign. Well, I would like to just, you know, be able to give that note off to, like, someone with more manpower, like one of the armies or a kingdom. But I guess with all the wars, that might be a bit hard right now. Um, and I guess currently we are a good bet of people who can take care of something. So, yeah, I suppose we should help. Yeah. This one. I was expecting, kind of looking at Una, I was expecting something different. The horned one. Bless. Gee. I mean, the group is named she, the Bless. She passed. Hmm. And this one... Came out with you. Hmm. Yeah, so there, there weren't like six pillars of light in your uh, vision? Not my vision. An ancient prophecy, she says, kind of looking up and down. Hi. Oh. She is and kind of pillar-like, I suppose. That she is. That she is. 
And again, the fact that she is here amongst you, five pillars of light shall pierce the shadow made flesh. Well, I don't know what errands you all had on your minds prior to this, but I think a thread must be pulled, and I believe it is that note. He says, kind of poking over at who has the note, Kaya, right? Kind of poking over at Kaya with the uh, with her candlelight and stick. Well, I this this is a lot. I I I can see, and I'm. Even in your wisdom, ally, your old wisdom, I do feel bad for putting this on you, as it is much to bear. However, you must know that the coming of some of these prophecies have been looked for for millennia. And it should not be taken lightly. Would you all like to stay the night? Uh, probably not. Well, it's not in this no. room. Well, no, it's it's terribly uncomfortable in here. I do have a cottage. I saw you. There, there's a wagon. You have a nice wagon, I know. So we will, um, you may, uh, bar the horses in the barn and camp out. I'm not one much for idle chit-chat past, um, dark. I need my sleep. The old, uh, the old... Ball here really tires and tires out an old broad's mind, but you're welcome to stay here the night. Yes, I think that's probably prudent. We've been traveling most of the day today. I'd really just like the barn for the horses. That would be nice. Certainly, we can accommodate. All right. Well. Let's get you rested up then. And she kind of walks right between you. like, And you guys kind of part out of the way as this old lady kind of shuffles past or through you guys. And she says, you want to be quick behind me now. And walks out through um, a space between the blue pillar, the uh, between the sandstone pillars into the blue and white energy and just walks out. I'm going to follow right behind. All right. And you guys I'll pop out um, back into the After the temple. last one goes out, I'm going to go up and touch the orb. Okay. I actually kind of lag behind with Ally for a little bit, too, before I guess passing right. through. Um, you touch the orb, Ally. Uh, make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, Seventeen. Nineteen. Oof. Okay. So <laughs> you put your hands on the orb, and in a second, like you are flooded with some really intense images, not graphic or anything like that, but in an instant you see the faces of Rare, the jester from Hornrock, and an old man who you do not recognize. Um, and it's just like, just like these quick glimpses and 
your hand almost gets like you feel like your brain just gets like racked um and you've got this like ringing headache from whatever it was you just touched Lex, don't don't touch that <laughs> thing. I stumble you... through the passageway. <laughs> How are you all, all right? What yeah, happened? Fine, uh, fine. Just you know, curiosity killed the cat and all that. Do we need to get you the ring to see how you're feeling? <laughs> no, I I know how I'm feeling, Lex. Thank you. Okay, do you want the hot cock or hot rock or the cold rock? No, I'm I'm all right, Lex. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and you all go out into the uh, temple, um, and she starts kind of shuffling up the uh, up the stairs that you walk down, out and um, around to the small cottage and barn that is. Um, I mean, just at the the back of the temple. And it's weird because it's the back of the temple where this massive stained glass window was. But it's just a simple stone covered pavilion with solid walls um, coming maybe 15 feet off the ground. Did we exit the building to get to this area? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what the front door. What Udo's like when we're like walking out, when it would turn around and go, um, sorry that I came into your your dominion your followers are very nice um i am sorry to bother it's very nice looking temple uh i apologize again okay bye all right i assume we all hear this as (laughs) yeah i mean and how how sneaky trying to be about it sneak uh like she would have waited for everyone to go past first but she's not gonna be like the stuttering wouldn't have been that quiet Okay. Everyone make a perception check. You're walking out. Uh, 14. And, and make, a, uh, make a stealth check, Una. Ooh. Mm. 22. Oh, darn it. 21. 21. Did anyone beat 21? 8. 22. My head's still yeah. reeling. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, you definitely hear her, like, what she's saying. The rest of you kind of hear her, like, muttering under her breath a little bit um, as you're walking out, almost kind of, like, in passing. Like, what's she fucking talking about back there? <laughs> um, uh, Kai, you had it, hear it uh, pretty clearly because you're standing right next to her. Um <laughs> And you all walk out of the temple and around to the back, which is, it's a very simple sort of, um, um, sort of cottage and small little barn, uh, that's empty. Uh, there's a little well nearby as well. Um, huh, well as well. Um, actually, another one would be a well because there's a river. Never mind, there's no well. Um, because Eric's going to push someone into it. Uh, hey, isn't there like, a, isn't the river like, an hour away or something close to that? Eh, you know, I mean, go with a bucket of water. She's a little old lady. She doesn't need that much. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a little cottage setup. She says, well, you're you're welcome to uh, put your horses in the barn, start a fire out here, make camp. I'm usually up at the crack of dawn. I'll be back in the temple tending to my prayers. We thank you for your hospitality. Well, I don't know if you necessarily want to thank me. 
Given what I just laid on you, the least I can be is hospitable about it. She says, if you have any questions for me, you can certainly ask them in the morning. Unless you have any now. Where's the phrase but crack of dawn come from? It has to do with a chicken and laying an egg and a cracking into the sun. Oh. A god chicken. Yes. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yes. That happened, you know, after all the shadow the sun. Sun's just a big egg? Yes. Hmm. Yep. And the so moon does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And she says, well, all right then. And she goes into the cabin and shuts the door. And you see a little, a little kind of light inside um, glow up. <laughs> and oh. now it is all of you sitting, um, doing whatever it is that you all feel like doing. Luna will put the horses up in the barn um, and tell them, like, where's going to be? It's a little ways away. Um, I got some feed out for you, so you're free to eat that. I don't know if there's anything in here for you, but I should probably have a lot of visitors. Uh, so if you need anything, I'll be here in the morning. And we'll set out again. And yeah, I'll see you then. Make an animal handling check. Oh. Advantage? Yeah. She's being very nice. <laughs> that would be a 19. 19. Happy horse sounds. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Tell me when I have like a go from gray heart to like a green heart with them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was so you a all, lot. Yeah. Right, do you all set up camp? Mm-hmm. Yep. Have a nice warm meal. Yep. You kind of turn you again, unfurl the uh, canopy of your wagon, staking it into the ground, uh, making plenty of under tarp camp sleeping off the edge of the wagon for you all. And um, as you kind of unfurl it, you can look up and see that there are little, you know, flickers of stars on the top of the canopy. Oh, hi, Bugsy. And a moon. <laughs> Just pass out over there. Surprise yeah. cat. Mm. And the the stillness of the night is all that surrounds you. Well, seems we know why trouble seems to follow us now. When I left home, I didn't suspect I'd be getting into trouble. I thought this would be like, yeah, an easy walk out. You didn't expect to be a prophesied hero? I don't think any of us did. Well, Especially I don't know if not I in am. my early 70s. We don't even know really if that's us or if we're just being falsely attributed. That's kind of how I feel things go. Fair point, but, but I mean, kobolds have a saying that history is made on the backs of kobolds. It's always the little ones that seem to make big waves. I, I think I'm my gonna... waves are very small. What's that? So I hope my waves are just very small. For now. So, uh, I guess we want to go to Windhaven then. I still don't want to go to Windhaven. Well, it sounds like it's our job now. 
I mean, I mean if she's if she's wrong and it, this isn't what it is, then we show up and it's some dudes dressed up as cultists and whatever. But if it is what she says it is, and we go trancing about, traipsing about elsewhere, we let this problem grow. Then what? I mean. I just... I don't think we can live in denial. This is a problem that could grow well beyond us if we don't. I don't know. And maybe it is. I, mean, I hope it is just the mad ramblings of an old woman who's touched that damn orb too many times. But it has some power in it. I grabbed onto it after you all left and certainly has some power in it. What happened? I mean, I know you didn't look well afterwards. Well, uh, you know that jester that showed up in the uh, tavern? Yeah. Well, he's at least part of this. She's He's one of her informants, at least. There's also an old man I didn't recognize, and Rara was there as well, but... I mean, she definitely has reach beyond this little hamlet. And does it all make sense, Go though? Ahead. I mean, when we were in Hornrock, it was the four of us and Bless. Una didn't come until later. Una she hasn't done... Been too. She didn't Confused think I was going to be there. Maybe it's just a strange coincidence that it's the things that have been following us. Or it is. Or yes, maybe this prophecy is bigger than the five of us in as individuals, and maybe it is just the five of us as a group. And as Bless saw her way out, another saw their way in. Either way, though, I agree with Ally that we at least probably owe it to the world that we validate or invalidate her claims. I mean, Kaya, we could just, you know, go to Windhaven and drop it off with the guards? Probably not. What? Why are you so adverse to Windhaven? I shouldn't go there. I don't know if I'm allowed there. I know... It's my mother's home. I know that she's not allowed back. Well, if we go and we camp a little bit outside of town, are you okay with that? I've heard a lot about that city, but I... I don't know that I have any love for it. They weren't very kind to my mother. Why is she not allowed? Ah... Well, the reason that I lived with my mother and not my mother and father both. My mother loved my father. And that wasn't okay. I guess my my grandfather is of some renown in the area. Some kind of minor noble or, or something. He didn't approve. Uh, when she chose my father, he... 
ousted her from the city and told her not to return and her family not to return. Well, why would anyone yeah. know that you're related to her? I look a little bit like her. I look a little bit like my father, I'm told. I don't know. Can't you do the thing that Una does and just not be you? Ally, if I could not be me, I think I would have figured that out by now. No, that's not that's not something that I've learned how to do. Well, how long has it been since your mom left? Oh. Uh just about somewhere in the two-ish decade range. I doubt many people will remember. I don't know, the way she spoke of the city, it, it seemed like it was a city with a long memory. That's all. Well, from what I know, a lot of nobles try to forget their bastard ch children. Thanks for that, Eret. <laughs> Somehow I don't actually feel any better. <laughs> Do you want to meet your dad? Because it sounds like that's probably not the best idea. Of course I want to meet my father. That's that's what I've wanted my entire life. That's but why I left home. Don't want to go to Windhaven. Well, he's definitely not there. In fact, it's pretty much the only place in the entire world I can cross off the list with any certainty. There might be some hints there to his whereabouts. Well, probably not in any place you'd want to go poking, though. I mean, some of us could do some poking for you. Maybe. We'll find a way to keep you safe and out of anyone's hair if that's an issue. I mean, what is what? What would happen if your grumpy old grandpa found you? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I I have no idea. Why? Why would your dad not be there? Did he get disowned as well? I think it's her mom's dad. That's it is. One. It is. They got separated after my mother left and she never saw him again that's why I'm looking for him I'm sure he's not there well as painful as it may be for you I think we have to go there You're Try right. to make it quick. In and out. I mean, you guys are the same dagger blood for me, so. You're right. I can just sit in the wagon outside of the city and wait. If you're Something really worried, I could always turn, you know, into you. If they don't know your mom, if your mom, if they thought your mom had like one kid, they wouldn't suspect two. I don't know if that would make any difference, Una, but thank you so much for offering. Oh, you could be 
twins, and then she'd they'd be like, "What? What are you talking about? No, this is my twin, Kaya." And well, Jaya. I mean, I don't know of Kaya. like parents and such. Uh, Kaya so. and evil Kaya. <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, uh, I Kaya and Caillou, Kyle and Kyle. <laughs> I I wasn't born there. I could have any number of siblings. Wait, your mom doesn't know how many kids she had? No, my mom... I mean, as far as Windhaven knows, I could have any number of siblings. Oh, I see, I see. As far as my grandfather knows, as far as my mother's family knows. Makes sense. I suppose, I guess. Is Kaya mm-hmm. a family name, or...? Thorn is. Thorn? My last name, yeah. I didn't know you had a last name. I introduced myself to you as such more than a month ago (laughs) it was a long time ago i was pretty drunk probably (laughs) you actually you were fairly drunk i didn't expect you to remember (laughs) well i didn't (laughs) did you see my new mug that i got for drinking out of i did that looks like it should be a lot of fun it's very interesting if you don't mind i'd like to take a look at it later yeah, that's fine. It's got a matching coaster. The coaster is very interesting, too. Doesn't matter how drunk you get, it looks like. Oh, yeah, before I forget. Uh, I pull out the ribbon. I got this. And you make a bunch of cool animals, like uh, uh, like a legless lizard. <laughs> <laughs> that's a legless It's a legless lizard. <laughs> Lex, have you tried anything... Not ribbon shaped. Have you tried? Have you tried a fish or or? Fish don't have legs. Uh, Oh yeah, an eel. (laughs) (laughs) What about a cat? Have you tried a cat yet, or an owl? Um, I don't like cats. (laughs) You don't like cats? No. Why not? Allergic. Um, a ferret. <laughs> yeah, like a ferret. ferret. Right, yeah. <laughs> a stoat. <laughs> a weasel. A wiener dog. <laughs> a polecat. <laughs> well, I think we should sleep on it and we can decide in the morning after you've had a bit of a thought on it. But I don't know. I have a feeling this is bigger than any one of us. Do you think we should try to help with the ogre problem or anything before we leave? I don't know that that's a problem that will be so easily solved with just uh, dealing with one or two of them. Sounds like an ongoing issue, but maybe. I could be wrong. I'm more getting the feeling that it's going to be an incidental type thing. We're going to run into them sooner or later. I'd be more worried about bandits than... Big dumb brutes. Yeah. Maybe. And on a few caravans well, that have run to ogres and a few that have run into bandits, it seems the bandits are always. I don't know. Yeah. More insidious. Humans do tend to be the worst of us. Thanks. No offense meant to Lex, of course. I don't know. You should have met my clutchmates. 
before you ate them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not How? the cannibal in the group. <laughs> How do clutches work? I mean, like, families. How do kobold families work? Well, they... Well, it's a good question. A long time removed from it, but, uh... Uh... You don't really have kobold parents as such. You more have clutches where all the cobalt eggs will be laid and brought into a clutch together and tended as a group it's not really known whose eggs goes to which cobalt and well, they all hatch and they're all taken care of as a the tribe will look after them so so is it like having a lot of siblings uh, yes a lot i mean it's pretty generational you have your clutch that you uh, generally will associate with for the most part. And as you grow older, those lines get blurred, but. More like very expendable cousins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not it's not often that. Uh, I don't know. As, as I said, it's. Exceptional that I am as old as I am. Not many make it past their third decade or so, at most. But you had siblings. I don't know if they were blood siblings, but yes, I had clutch mates. And like, did you like care about each other? Well, yeah, we were clutch mates. And would they be looking for you now? Well, I'm sure they're all dead by now. Oh. You know, it's, <laughs> life under a dragon is not. Uh, gentle by any means would you go look for them well i would have if i hadn't spent a better part of my life in the prison pits and then mm. i did actually go look for them for a while but other things pulled me away i mean they weren't they weren't in the nestled growth when i went back I thought I thought they were in Spanifex. I thought you moved the dragon's horde to Spanifex. I did, but I don't know. Maybe they're in Spanifex now. I've not been back since I was sent to the prison pits. Do you think the dragon's still there? Well, I unless she got bored, I I would imagine so. She probably I don't know. I don't know how a dragon would hide in a city, but she seemed to think that she'd be able to. Huh. She was pretty clever. She had an eye for uh, those who would benefit her most, I think. Well, dragons are notoriously smart. Have you met a dragon? I've heard a lot of stories. Hmm. I've, yeah. Yeah. She was a, a force. An awesome force. It sounds like you had a nice family. I mean, while you had it. Yeah, I suppose. It wasn't a 
without its uh, ups and downs, but yeah, I mean, something in a camaraderie of, I don't know. Why don't I set my alarm for the night? Looks like we're going to be here overnight regardless, so I, I think I'll just make it a little safer, you know? I'll grab my book and start setting up the alarm spell. I'll take first watch. I'm not real tired yet. Do you want me to help with watches? I mean, you all seem to just do them. I mean, you can you help. Feel comfortable. Yeah. We didn't want to place any undue burden on you. But it seems you're one of the five now. In prophecy, even. I don't know. She, again, Are we trying she not didn't to think, think about I was going to be here. Yeah. So, yeah. But I can help. I mean, I figure I should, you know, make sure people are safe. And not just rely on you all to keep me safe. So, yeah, wake me up, whatever. Don't worry that you haven't done your part, Una. We've all noticed all the good that you've done. You have? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> of course we have. After that street brawl, you uh, really breathed some life back into me. <laughs> Appreciate it. I just checked your wounds. I'm pretty sure you just weren't as hurt as you thought you were. I like to take glances at Lex. It's like, mm. Lex just kind of shrugs and just stops outside for a bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just let me know when I'm supposed to wake up. I'll be awake. And we'll just lay down. I'm going to start meditating and practicing my punches. Well, my, Your aggressive touching? My, uh, <laughs> I pinpoint <laughs> pressure point poking. Yes. All right. So Eric's got first watch. Um, Eric, go ahead and um, are you lighting a torch or anything like that to help you watch or keeping the fire going? Keeping the fire going, yeah. All right. Make a perception check. I assume probably listening more than anything else, right? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I got a six. All right. <sighs> listening, watching, keeping the fire going by gathering sticks and things like that that oh, have fallen from the trees in the area. Um, your night passes uneventfully. Who's getting woken up by Eric? Uh, I'll wake up, Kaya. Uh. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh -huh. Kaya, make a perception check for me. I'll uh, do my normal and bring Helmy to come with me. All right. Fight an ogre. Oh, jeez. I think I actually beat Helmy, even though he's got advantage. Uh, 22. Mm -hmm. And Helmy's got uh, 18. From the distance, from, from really kind of the north, um, you can hear something 
very slowly moving through the grass. Like, how far away? Can I tell? Um, probably just on the edge of your vision. Uh, slowly I, kind of approaching. I will immediately wake up everyone. Okay. As you jar everyone awake, slowly coming into view are six deer who seem to be coming in to feast upon the undergrowth beneath the trees. <laughs> and they kind of come into view <laughs> for all of those of you who have dark vision <laughs> just to what the are, north of you. Like six those? deer. Those are called deer. <laughs> Do you are you hungry or something? Like, wait. <laughs> no, they just, they just, they were coming. I, I'm sorry. Are, are they harmless? Uh, generally. Are there any little ones with them? They can get kind of protective of those, but. They're like little horses. Oh. And they've just kind of stopped on the edge and they're just staring like, cause you guys are now talking. I'll just clap uh, really loud once. And they scatter off. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. They're not dangerous. Ally, I could have just told them we were fine. I mean, they're fine. Didn't hurt them. They, but they were Wasn't trying that to loud. eat. Well, they can eat. There's plenty around here. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, Go back to sleep. You're fine. You've never seen a deer. No. Okay. You've pr you've probably read about a deer though. Like now seeing it, having him talk about it, you're like that's a deer. <laughs> so as I say that, my my ring will start to glow like to the faintest color green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I put the hot rock on top of uh, <laughs> uh head. Yeah, Lexi just Lex hawkeyeing this ring all the time. <laughs> yeah, and Lexi was like, "What the fuck's a deer? That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> now having a new idea for your ribbon for what your ribbon can do <laughs> that thing had legs there's no way that ribbon can make it it's a elephant here. trunk <laughs> <laughs> a lion tail alright but yes you all go back to sleep after being startled awake by Kaya and Kaya the rest of your watch goes without incident who's getting woken up by Kaya after I have probably the faintest bit of a cry, I think I will wake Ally back up. You ever seen an elk, Kaya? An elk? Yeah. It's a bigger deer, right? Correct. I've read about them. What about a moose? Like a bigger a elk. A really, really big deer. I've read about them, too. That's going to be quite nasty, you know. What about a cow? Do you know what cows are? I do know what cows are. Very well. Squirrels? Have you seen squirrels? Uh, I think you'd like squirrels. You think I'd like squirrels? Yeah. I don't think there would... I don't think you would have seen a squirrel before. They're like rats with fluffy tails. I wouldn't say they're like rats. Rats are like, I don't know, they like get into things. Rats are like kobolds, whereas squirrels are like halflings. 
That's a really weird comparison, and I'm not entirely <laughs> sure I get anything out of it. But I do know what rats are. I turn my rib into a giant miniature space hamster. <laughs> While you're sleeping. I cuddle with it. You just have some weird-ass dreams. <laughs> the weirdest. Right, well, I heard about his uh, foray the other night. Yeah, that was... Well, I guess that's for him to tell you about. He did. Oh. Well. <laughs> he told me all about it. That he beat some people up and there was somebody who said they were like him. Yeah. He said that it happened before, too, with when not, you and Bless well, were yeah, awake. Of, not like that. Not as much as that. He just had a... I don't know. Did it ever happen while we were in Kavorka? While you were rooming together? No, not that I noticed. We worked a you lot, though. Slept pretty heavy in those days. Didn't have to worry about bumps in the night. I wonder what causes it. I don't know. My first guess would be that there was somebody else in the vicinity who was like him. But if it's while we were with Bless, we were mostly in the wilderness, so I don't imagine that's right. It was uh, outside of the Clapperstash mine entrance we couldn't get into. Yeah, he was... I don't know, he seemed like he was awake. He seemed like he was awake last time. His eyes were open and glowing. And all the shit around him was floating up. Including me, which was rather interesting. But, uh... Yeah, by the time, uh... Blesser I were fully awake, it was over. All this shit clattered to the ground to wake, woke the rest of you, but... I feel sorry for him. Seems to cope all right. I think once we head to these swamps, maybe we'll find answers for him if that's what he wants. That's what I said too. Well, all I had to do was say something. He'll find himself sooner or later. If I think we all will. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Depends on what you find. Good night. Good night. All right. And with that, the rest of the watches pass peacefully, leading to a pleasant morning in the eastern range of the Fireswing Kingdom. Angry hen as her egg is cracked to create the sun. Yes. And that's where we'll pick up next time. Hooray. Cool. Thank you so much to everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Duck, Duck, Dice. We hope to see you at the table next time. In the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. And like we always say in the game of life and all others, roll on.